You're listening to The Inspired Way, stories of everyday heroines, real-life inspiration. I'm your host, transformational coach and connection catalyst, C.J. Rivard. Join me weekly to hear real-life inspiration and tips for tackling your life's challenges. Each week, you'll hear from a relatable woman who shares about her struggles and the tools she used to work through them. By being women of courageous action, vision, and ongoing evolution, each of us can create a ripple of positive impact, and together, we'll create a wave of change. Join us. Today, we're speaking with Dee Dee Borza, who's a business owner from the island of Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts. Dee Dee shares her story of struggle from addiction to recovery and how she's turned around her life, as well as some of the things she learned along the way, especially around stigma and fear, which are lessons we can all take to heart. So keep listening. All right, here we are. Welcome everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Didi Borza, um, who you heard a little bit about in the intro. And uh, Didi, thank you so much for being here. This is great. I'm excited to speak with you. Um, and just to start us off, do you have some, uh, can you just tell us where you live and a couple of fun facts we might want to know about you? Well, um, I grew up on Mata's Vineyard. Um, I live in Edgartown. Um, my mom is still on the vineyard, so I have her in my life and my son, and I have 20 chickens, um, a couple cats and a dog, Marvin and I'm getting a lizard. So uh, right now I'm kind of busy. You're an animal lover. <laughs> yeah. And just for those who might not know what Martha's Vineyard is, where, where is that located? Martha's Vineyard is a little island off the southeast coast of Massachusetts. Um, it is part of the United States. <laughs> a lot of people ask me if it is, but it is. Um, and it's about a hundred square miles. So, um, and it's very quaint, it's magical, and um, it's my home. Awesome. And um, I'm sitting here smirking and, and laughing to myself because I live on Martha's Vineyard too. So I knew the answer to that question, but I just wanted to elaborate in case you might not. Um, all right, so thank you for sharing that. So did you bring a favorite quote that you could share and help us get to know you a little bit more. Yes. Um, one of my favorite quotes is by Maya Angelou. Angelou and um, it's, when you know better, do better. When you know better, you do better. So um, that I've carried with me for a really long time because uh, for a really long time, I didn't know better. And uh, once I started learning to, to, to do better than I did and um, I turn my life around. That's awesome. Okay, so thank you for sharing that. Uh, tell us, so that was a good segue. Now, could you tell us a little bit about your challenge uh, that you wanted to share and uh, how you got there and, and what it was like for you? Okay. Um, I'll try to shorten up the long story, um, but... Um, I'm an addict and an alcoholic, and I am in recovery, and I have dealt with this 
since I was probably about 16 years old. And um, there were a lot of different things that took place in my childhood that um, probably led me in this direction to become dependent upon um, a substance. Um, but um, as, a, as progression took place, um, it be, I became, uh, I delved deeper and deeper into it. And um, it pretty much took me to places I didn't want to go or never thought I ever would go. Um, it, in the beginning, it was basically um, fun because everybody else was doing it. But then, then it turned into something um, of a need to, I was trying to fill a void. Um, and then, then what is most important um, that I will share is the stigma of all of this kept me from wanting to get help. So it continued, mm -hmm. the vicious cycle continued what seemed like forever and most of my life. And progression, um, uh, progression, it just, it, it was really fast. And the next thing I knew um, I was going from, you know, being a pretty good student in school to homeless on the streets in Oklahoma. And, um, and that's how I lived my life for a long time. And then um, when I finally was more scared to stay the way I was than the fear of the unknown, if I tried to change my life, then that was when I actually started to make a change. It was, I was so comfortable in staying where I was. And when people were finally letting me know that it was okay and that I wasn't a bad person, that it was just someone who was sick and in, in, and in need of help, then it was a little easier to go get help. So and um, once I did, you know, um, I had everything at my fingertips to make my life better. So um, if I can back up for a minute, you, um, did you, it sounds like you realized early on there was a problem. It was more than just fun as you developed the need. Um, you realized there was a problem, but you didn't want to say anything or ask for help from anyone. Is that what I heard you right. say? Right. Well, it was about 10 years or so in that I just, that I realized, um, <laughs> you know, you get signposts along the way in your life as certain things take place. You're like, oh, I should pay attention to that. And I didn't, you know, and there were several, several things that, you know, um, were telling me that I needed to change my life and, you know, the bad relationships and, you know, feelings of shame and guilt from things I were doing. I was losing my family. I had a seizure, you know, I mean, there was a lot of stuff that was taking place that, um, but I just couldn't get out of it. And, you know, for so long, you know, everybody was like, oh my God, cocaine, that's terrible. You know, and it's like, you just didn't want any, and, and you faked, you faked, I faked my life. I told everybody everything was fine. You could, they could have probably looked at me and saw that I was totally not fine. Um, I think I remember one day uh, a counselor from Gosnold was in Hyannis and I was outside of a convenience store. And he said to me, 
You're looking pretty gray, Dee Dee. You ever going to come and see us? So it was about, I don't know, maybe a month after that, that, um, that I went into uh, a, a rehab and um, I was so scared because I didn't know what to expect, but I had to do it because I was mm-hmm. going to live. I was going to die. You know, I went through all kinds of stuff out there and um, got into cars that I didn't know and all kinds of stuff. Wow. I mean, I could talk for a really long time about this, but the most important thing was um, the stigma. And that's what continues today that I've noticed is that the people, you know, it, it, it's the shame that makes people stay out there. And, um, mm. and so once I got over that, you know, my life turned around and, and then I only, I only could blossom from there. Yeah. You know? Um, so because of the stigma, you just, you never asked for help up until that time or, well, I did. I mean, there were times where, you know, um, there were times when people were telling me, look, you got to go do something about this, you know? And, um, there were times where I went into detox, you know, because I had to, um, because of my family, you know, pushing me to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. because I had a son that I wasn't taking very good care of. Um, there was the court that was telling me to do it because I got in trouble for selling cocaine and I wasn't even selling it. I was trying just getting it for them and it happened to be an undercover cop. So they, these are the dark places that this stuff took me to. And, you know, you only seem to ask for help sometimes when you're desperate, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and I was pretty desperate. And, uh, and the last time I remember I was desperate to live, wanted to live. I didn't want to die. So, um, I reached out. Wow. Thank goodness. What a turnaround. Yeah. What a turnaround. Well, <laughs> it, well, they say where we have to be motivated because we love to stay in our comfort zone, even if it's not comfortable. It's because change is scary. And at some point we have to be more motivated by, you know, the pain of staying. Another, another favorite quote was when, and I don't know who said this, but um, a a woman I heard say this, uh, when the fear, when fear of remaining the same became greater than the fear of change is when I turned my life around. And I use that a lot because it's basically, that's when it, that's when it stopped, you know, it was like, I finally put it down because I finally said, I can't do this anymore. It's not working. You know, it worked for a long time. It took me, it filled the void. It made me feel like I was somebody. It made me feel like I wasn't invisible. It made me, um, it made me feel like I could get out in the dance floor or talk to somebody, you know, and I wasn't an extrovert or anything like that, but I just felt less than all the time. And, um, who knows why? And, and a lot of times in recovery, I just, you know, I don't try to chase the answer anymore. I just try to keep moving forward, you know, because yeah. I'm going to live with this forever. And it's like something that I, um, you know, I, I, I used to be puzzled when people would say, I'm a grateful alcoholic or addict. And it's like, how could you possibly be grateful, you know, for this? Mm. And that's how I felt in the beginning. But as I, as my life has turned around and turned into different, I mean, if you told me five years ago that I would own a business on Martha's Vineyard and do tours for people, 
I'd tell you that you were crazy and that you needed to like go away, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, yeah. um, but it can happen. And, and, and young women that are dealing with, with addiction right now, or, or, you know, anything, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's a, if it's a substance or if it's sex or gambling mm-hmm. or shopping, you know, it, food, I mean, there's, it's all kinds. It's, it's how we feel. We all mm-hmm. feel the same. And it's about getting help for you filling that void. What is it mm-hmm. we're trying to find that feel, you know, we need to fill that void with love um, for growth. ourselves. Love for yeah. ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. Growth, understanding, you know, um, spirituality mo- mostly, you know, it's, and spirituality doesn't have to be any form of religion. It's just believing in something that is helping you. You you have faith yeah. that your life would get better. Yeah. Hope. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I just going to ask you? The uh, So you mentioned briefly there, you never thought there'd be anything to be thankful for, for all of that that you went through, but I have a feeling that you were going somewhere with that and you, you might have a little piece of gratitude for that past and beyond well, the fact me, that it's behind you. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the only thing that I have that is very valuable right now is a story. And that's because I can share what I've gone through. And if anybody else is going through the same thing, then maybe just maybe they can hear what I've done or see what I've done. And, you know, cause I really can't, um, I can't, uh, like talk mostly about it. I have, it's mostly action. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, if you see me happy, if you see me living, if you see me, you know, it's like, I could never take care of a dog. Are you kidding me? That, that animal would not, be living the right way. I would not, you know, spend my money on chicken feed. I certainly wouldn't take the time to grow hornworms in my bathroom. <laughs> you know, and those babies are also spoiled now. You are oh, taking they good are, care of them. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like I've I've I found better things to do with my life. I found, you know, and and it's not perfect. My life is still t- it's still hard. I still deal with with stuff, you know, um, but I, the only difference is that when I go, um, to, I, I look for self-help programs that will help me. So when I do that and I take suggestions and have people that do those kind of things that have more time than me, then I can ask them to help me. And when they do, I have to do it, or I am going to stay right where I am. <laughs> So when I make the work, you know, it makes a difference, Yeah. even in business, you know, but that whole thing is just, just to not, to not want to not stop, you know? Yeah. And to believe in yourself and to love yourself enough. Exactly. I can't be here and do anything for anybody unless I'm taking care of me first. That's a great one. Even for my kid. You know, people mm. could say, oh, I, I love my kid more than I love myself. No, you can't. You have to love yourself because you can't take care of your kid. You know, and it's, um, 
it's just the way it is. You know, it's like you, when they, they, they always say, if you want to, you want to go back out there, you know, and, and test the waters, it's, it's there, you know, mm. and, and I don't want to, you know, I have no desire. I have no, um, my life is good today. And I, and I, and I, and I make sure that I, um, I stay grateful. If I keep a grateful heart, mm -hmm. then I will more than likely have a successful day. You know, that's great. Even though I'm not doing everything like perfect, I get controlling, I get, itchy, I get, you know, <laughs> um, you know, sad. I mean, the whole nine yards, you know, I don't do a you lot mean of things, you're right? human. <laughs> yeah. You're still I'm human, human, right? You went through but, all that and you're still human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i'm Crazy. human yes yeah. but um but you know before i didn't think so so okay so you may have noticed that i lost dd on the the video feed here um but we are persisting and moving on because that was an amazing conversation she shared a lot of jewels of wisdom with us and i hope wherever you are on your life journey uh, you took some tidbits away from that because it can pertain to all of us as we struggle with possible changes in our life. Uh, but especially if you were struggling with any kind of addiction, as Dee Dee mentioned, there's lots of different types and there's a lot of stigma or society judgment uh, that we may fear associated with those things and the idea of asking for help. But truly, there is there can be no change if you're not embracing change. And the best things in life come after we face our fears and challenges courageously. So I hope you found inspiration here with Dee's story. And let me just tell you where you can connect with her. She... Uh, mentioned already that she's a business owner and she operates an amazing tour business on the island of Martha's Vineyard. And it is just a fun way to learn about the island's unique history as she shares her passion and love for her island home. Uh, her tours are wheelchair accessible and um, she does, uh, they're hands-on and interactive. So you can tell she's a, a fun woman to hang out with. So I highly recommend that you check her out if you were ever on the island. Uh, you can learn more or connect with Dee at homegrowntours.com. And I will include that link in the show notes. So I wanna say thank you again to Dee Dee for sharing her time and her her journey with us. And I want to thank you for listening. Uh, make it a great day or evening, wherever you are. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to join our free women's Facebook group. If you're not there already, that's where all the action's taking place and sign up for our newsletter. When you do, you'll receive a complimentary growth plan template. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.